remember what I told you, my beloved. Have a little talk with Jesus. We'll make you whole as far as salvation is concerned. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe his gospel. For if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you believe what he says, every word. And he is the one who said, and not one jot or tittle will go unfulfilled regarding the Old Testament. Uh, Mr. Andy Stanley. And so, <coughs> and so, uh, if he said that about the Old Testament, you can rest assured, he being the Son of God, Emmanuel, God in the flesh. And I get so much joy speaking about him. Isn't it interesting and sad how that the whole world is talking about some of everybody. Hardly anybody talks about Jesus Christ. That is so sad and yet interesting. The greatest man who ever lived. Seldom do people talk about him, <coughs> even in the church. <coughs> We have preachers who follow other preachers, the blind leading the blind straight to hell, and leading other people behind them straight to hell. Uh, and, and, and let me just say this to you people. If you have a pastor who you know is following some other man instead of Jesus and trying to implement everything in your church, like the other man does in his church, which has no connection whatsoever. And he's fouling up your church with foolishness. You need to find a Bible-believing church where the man of God follows God only. No preacher should be following any man other than the pastor who led him to Christ and baptized him. It's okay to follow him if you want to do that. Or your father. Uh, in the ministry. But you need to follow Jesus. Every pastor, every preacher needs to follow Jesus and get their messages from Jesus. Uh, you can use some helps, that's fine, but you need to get your message from God. So, have a little talk with Jesus. In the words of my mother, right from the get-go, and from my father, right from the get-go. Now I don't know what all of, I don't know what get-go means really, but you know, it is just an old saying it goes way back. I know at least to the 60s. 
I mean from the jump right from the beginning I want you to pray to God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ believing in your heart what Jesus Christ said for if you believe in him you must believe in what he has said Jesus Christ said in one short verse the most important words ever said in the history of the world the most loving words ever said in the history of the world and the most magnificent words ever said in the history of the world Plato can't touch it Socrates can't touch it uh, the Roman orator can't touch it nobody nobody in fact they don't even come close Shakespeare can't touch it Milton can't touch it nobody but nobody can even come close to these words for Jesus Christ said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life God so loved the world I know you may not feel loved maybe you had a mother who didn't love you maybe you had a father who didn't love you but God's love is real and permanent and he loves you whether you feel loved or not for God so loved the world and God cannot lie Jesus Christ being the Son of God cannot lie you can believe that you can bank on that <clears throat> and God wants the best for you Jesus wants the best for you other people may not want the best for you even in your family but God does God so loved the world that he gave that means he gave up his son his only begotten son Jesus Christ to be born into this world of sin and woe born through the Virgin Mary that means that no man had sex with Mary therefore no man impregnated Mary he was born of God so therefore he never sinned in word thought or deed like you and me we all the Bible says have sinned and come short of the glory of God we have lied haven't we I'm talking to adults and young people of age the age of accountability where you know right from wrong and your parents know you know right from wrong we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God the Pope has sinned the Dalai Lama has sinned the bishops have sinned grossly in God's sight 
Even Joel Osteen has sinned. The pastor of the largest church in the world and yours truly has sinned greatly in this life. That's right, the preacher preaching to you right now is a sinner, stone cold sinner. We all have done evil in God's sight, for we all, God said we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For God so loved the world that he gave up his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who never sinned, chose to suffer, bleed and die on a cruel cross for our sins. The Son of God, God in the flesh, died for our sins, was buried and went through hell and went to hell for you and me and uh, uh, rose on the third day by the power of God. For God so loved the world. That's how much, you want to know how much God loves you? That's how much he loves you. He allowed his son, Jesus Christ, all God and all man to die for you, for wicked, evil, sinful you and me. And it makes no difference who you think you are, whether you are a celebrity and you're celebrated by people because of your gift that God gave you. It makes no difference how handsome God made you or how beautiful, how fine God made you. It makes no difference how much money God has allowed you to have. Always remember all blessings and gifts and talents come down from the Father of Lights. God Almighty. You know why Steph Curry points back to heaven when he hits those amazing threes is because he's trying to give God the glory and the praise for the gift and the talent that God has blessed him with and that's why God keeps on blessing him. There's a connection there. Do you know God as your father? Do you uh, know Jesus Christ as your savior? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, that's all you have to do is believe in him. You don't have to be a member of a church. You don't have to give any money to the church. You don't have to give a thousand dollar seed offering. You don't have to work in the church. You don't have to sing in the choir. You don't have to be a preacher or a deacon or a nun or a priest. You don't have to do any of these things to be saved. The thief on the cross right beside Jesus Christ, the day he died for our sins, went to heaven, went to paradise with Jesus because he chose to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ while he was dying on the cross. And Jesus, while he was dying for the sins of the world, including the thief on the cross, not for his sins, because he never sinned, said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He did not get off the cross and join a church. He did not go to the first Baptist church. He did not get baptized. He did not pass go. He did not speak in tongues. He did not shout. He did not give any money to the church. Nothing. He went straight to paradise from the cross. All you have to do is the same thing he did. Believe in Jesus Christ. Believe in him. 
believe he he is who he says he is the son of God Almighty 100% God walking in the flesh on earth 100% man you say how could that be well how could he walk on the water he walked on the water because he made the water how could he stop the storm he told the wind to be quiet and the sea to sit down and they obeyed him he broke up funerals because he raised the person in the casket from the dead he went to the tomb of Lazarus and said Lazarus come forth somebody said he had to call Lazarus Lazarus's name Otherwise, everybody in the grave would have come forth because he is God Almighty who created everybody. Uh -huh. He is somebody and you need to get to know him as your savior and your friend. And he'll love you more than your father and your mother combined. You can mark that down. Your father and mother or your children may forsake you. But God won't and Jesus won't. They'll stay there right there with you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, red, yellow, black, or white. We're all precious in God's sight. Everybody. It means everybody. Well, you don't know what I did. Well, you didn't know what the thief on the cross did. He still got saved. God still loves you. He wants to save you from your sins and from the punishment of your sins in that awful place called hell. Whosoever believeth. The word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in, to depend upon. And there's nobody better to depend upon and to have faith in and to trust in than Jesus the Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That means you will not go to hell to burn and to be tormented, where the worm dieth not and the fire is never quenched. Because that's where you're going right now if you have never truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. I do not care that it is July the 4th. It, means not, it, means, it doesn't mean anything. It's neither here nor there right now. What's most important is that you get saved from hell and be liberated from the power of your sins to be set free on the 4th of July will be good for you to do today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life you want everlasting life you want to be set free for real on the fourth of july believe in the lord jesus christ believe that he suffered he bled and he died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose from the dead by the power of almighty god and you will be free indeed. 
So if you want to be saved today, call on his name, for the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. As you believe in your heart in him. Nobody else, no pastor, no bishop, no pope, uh, no preacher, no holy man somewhere, no shaman, just Jesus. That's it. Okay? This is how millions of folks have gotten saved. Believe in Jesus Christ and him alone. Jesus Christ himself said uh, that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, Father God, but by me. Believe in him. There's no other name on earth to believe in to get saved than Jesus Christ. Krishna cannot help you. Buddha can't help you. Muhammad can't help you. Nobody else can help you. But Jesus. And him alone. Believe in him right now with all of your heart. Pray this simple sinner's prayer with me. And mean it from your heart. Repeat it after me phrase by phrase. Holy Father God. I know that I am a sinner. I admit that I am a sinner. And that I have done evil in your sight. Repeatedly. I do understand that I deserve to go to hell. And I do not deserve to go to heaven. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my ugly and evil sins. As I now believe with all of my heart. The best way that I know how. I believe in you Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that you suffered, you bled and you died on the cross for my sins. That you were buried and you rose from the dead by God's power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul from hell, which I deserve. And save my soul to heaven, which I do not deserve. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. And change my life. Help me to truly repent of my sins. Help me to turn. Help me to truly turn from my evil ways. And to commit my life to you. And to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your holy name I pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just prayed that prayer with me and you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, 
congratulations on doing the most important thing in your life. And so that we can rejoice with you, please let us know by emailing us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com or whatever email is on your platform. You may see gls at gospellightsociety.com. And uh, my daughter, uh, Danielle Elizabeth Breelove White, will send you some good information that will help you to grow as a Christian disciple of Christ. Also, you can go to gospellightsociety.com or gospellighthouseofprayer.com and read my book, Free of Charge, titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And that little book will help you get started in your newfound faith in Christ. It has helped many other people and it will help you. And, uh, uh, and so, dear friends, if you have a prayer request, you're going through a difficult time in your life, as we all do from time to time, is all right. Go ahead and send your prayer requests in. Uh, my daughters, Daniqua and uh, Danielle, will get it to me, and I will begin praying with you and for you. And we'll not stop until you tell us to stop. Very few people tell us to stop. And so, with that, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, we will resume our standing between the living and the dead service. God led me to deal with the preaching of the gospel right from the get-go. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, happy 4th of July. I thank God for America, and I'll be preaching a message regarding the 4th of July uh, in about two hours from now. If the Lord Terrace is coming and we live. So happy 4th of July. Thank God for allowing us to be born in this country. What a blessing. And uh, uh, somebody said you certainly won the lottery. Uh, I've been around the world. People like me who have been around the world, we know the the blessing and the uh, privilege of being born in America. Even though we have messed up America, we have messed up before God in the church. And so uh, the country is messed up right now. And I will deal with that in about an hour and a half, two hours from now. If the Lord tarries is coming and we live, I have to eat a little barbecue myself before we, we do all of that. My beloved, 
the standing between the living and the dead prayer devotional uh, memorial family and uh, evangelistic service family members my beloved uh, this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number 584 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version <coughs> each day in chronological order yes with my family as we have done for over 34 years my wife and I, we started praying and reading the Bible together before we got saved as well. So it's really over 35, if not before we got married, I'm sorry. Before we got married, uh, we were, I would say before I got married, she was, uh, she said she was as well, but uh, uh, we're still working on, on her. Uh, this unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story uh, and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present, and the future. Today, beloved, we're reading Proverbs chapter 8, verses 21 through 30. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you for prompting me, leading me, uh, Lord, from the beginning to preach your holy gospel. Thank you for giving me your grace, your strength, your unction, and the power of your Holy Spirit to do so and the mind to do so already today. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, for all of my children who helped me in the ministry. Uh, and so, and, and who serve on our staff and do a magnificent job. Lord bless them for doing so. And Holy Father God reward us all and uh, Lord uh, with souls being saved through your gospel being preached through our feeble efforts and labors. For that's the main thing we want to see. And we know that's the main thing you want to see, for you're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And Holy Father, God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you. And Lord, help everybody under the sound of my voice, Lord, in between the barbecue chicken, and the barbecued hamburgers and steaks. Lord, to pause and to give you thanks and uh, to pause and have a little talk with you for it would be the most powerful conversation they will have today 
or in their lives. Lord, help them to not listen to me pray or look at me pray, but to pray themselves. Holy Father God, thank you so much for that reminder. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to me always while praying. And Lord, you not only do that for me, you do that for every saint of God, every one of your saints, if they would just pray with you and pause and have a little talk with you. It is an amazing privilege, and I thank you for the power of prayer and the purpose of prayer, and I thank you for the peace that prayer brings in the midst of all kinds of tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and persecutions. And Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you for my son, Daniel Ezekiel, who's helping me to put together the message for tonight. And Lord, I uh, look forward to being uh, used by you to preach your holy word. For your holy word is still relevant today, even though some people in the church don't think so. Now, Holy Father, God, grant me your energy, your grace, and your strength, your unction, and your anointing, uh, and your liberty. And the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, thank you for allowing me to preach your holy gospel already and leading me to do so right from the beginning and now to teach, your, to read your holy word and to teach your holy word and to preach your holy word. And Lord, I pray that you would save those who are lost, who are religious, but in the church as church members, including my wife, Marika White, and including other people in my family who are religious but lost, have never been born again, and face an eternity in hell. And so, Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of those who are irreligious as well, open blinded eyes, unstopped deaf ears, and save those who are lost. And Holy Father God, I pray also on this afternoon that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Out of my own wife, Marika White, and out of people in my family, and people in other families that name the name of Christ, and in churches around the world. Lord, we pray that you would open blinded eyes, save those who are lost, rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts, Lord, from this service and from the service to come. We know the devil is going to attack. He always does. Uh, when we are preaching your holy gospel and preaching your holy word and praying. So, Lord, give us sweet victory today over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit, no matter what the flesh wants in us, to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight even on the 4th of July when many people want to of course enjoy the great foods and meats and people want to also 
a whore around and a whoremonger around and do things they have no business doing with people they have no business even being with. On a day like today where people are hot and uh, uh, ready to do things they should not do, sad to say even in the church, adultery, fornication, swinging, homosexuality, eyes full of adultery, eyes full of lust. Lord, those who are saved, no matter what the flesh wants to do, we pray that they would walk in the power of your Holy Spirit so that at the end of the day they can face you with a clear conscience. And so that one day they can face you in judgment with a clear conscience and a heart, clear heart and mind and soul and spirit. And Holy Father God, help us all who name the name of Christ even on the 4th of July. Lord, help us to humble ourselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways and repent of our sins and get back to you, our first love. And Lord, save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning in this country and around the globe, in our communities, in our our churches, in our families, and in in our lives. And Holy Father God, even on this day, the 4th of July, there might be a few steaks on the grill, some wine in uh, the refrigerator, and some beer as well. But there are many people who are celebrating the 4th of July alone and who feel lonely and forgotten and uh, they uh, feel depressed, defeated, sad, and uh, disgusted. And they do not have your joy. And so, Holy Father God, if they are saved, help them to have a little talk with you. For there's no such thing as being alone when you're in the picture. And so, Holy Father God, if they're not saved, help them to invite you into their lives so that they can have a perpetual party because you are the party. You are the joy. You are the blessing. You are the peace. And we get our peace and our joy and our blessings from you and through you. And Holy Father God, so we pray for those who are burdened down that you would lift their burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears. If they need to confess sin to get rid of the guilt, Lord, help them to do that. And help them to get it right with you. Help them to have a little talk with you. And Lord, we pray that revival will come. Help them to understand that Uh, beer and liquor and wine will not and drugs will not replace you or give you the peace or give them the peace and joy that only you can give. Nor will food. Lord, those things are things that we use to celebrate with because of the celebration we already have in us through you. 
So, Holy Father God, we pray that you will help us all to understand it's not what we have that will make us happy. You're the only one who can make us happy. Not the food, not the material things, <coughs> you. Help your people to stop listening to me pray, and Lord, help them to have a little talk with Jesus, to have a little talk with you, Holy Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then, Lord, deliver each and every one of us from all of our distresses and afflictions, as David prayed, cares, I mean, uh, tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. Bless and anoint the service to follow. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would indeed deliver each and every one of us from spiritual and mental, those of us who are saved, spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, uh, financial, uh, student loan debts, student progress problems, troubles and difficulties that we're facing. <coughs> Holy Father God, protect my children from evil and ungodly people in the church, in the family, in the community, and I pray for their protection and I pray for the protection of other uh, people's children who name the name of Christ in this sin-cursed world. Surround them all with your protection, a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow. Place, Lord, upon us the whole armor of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Lord, help your people to have a little talk with you without ceasing. Always. And to, be continue, and to continue instant in prayer. And to remember the parable that you gave Lord Jesus. That men ought always to pray and not to faint. No matter what the situation is. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Proverbs 8, 21-30 That I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with the water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the waters should not pass his commandment. 
when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him. Mm, 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 mm. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, this is deep wisdom <coughs> that you have just described in your holy word to us. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the privilege to read your holy word. Uh, give us your unction and your anointing to understand it and to apply it to our lives and to share it with others and to preach it to others and to preach your holy gospel to others so that they can have their eyes open to understand the blessing of your holy word. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. Service family members, my beloved, uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast episode number 984 where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible knowledge commentary and or the Matthew Henry commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. <coughs> we thank God for those gifted in the church to teach and we use them as we should this podcast my beloved is based upon nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 in the holy word of god where it says ezra and the levites read in the book in the law of god distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading uh, therefore, the aim of this podcast, my beloved, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God and from the eternal hell, the eternal burning hell where everybody is going who does not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who said the most loving words in the history of the world for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life if you have not done that yet believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved Call on his name and pray and ask him to save you right now, and he will do so. Today, beloved, we are, lead, uh, we are reading rather in Malachi chapter 3, verse 9, the last book of the Old Testament. I think we started 
a long time ago. We are we are approaching 1,000 of uh, these podcasts. I think we started in Jeremiah, and oh, what a joy it has been, in a, been and what a journey it has been. Verse 9, ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Dear friends, I just read in your hearing Malachi 3.9. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost and with the Bible knowledge commentary editors and authors. This promise was a reaffirmation of the obedience blessing relationship. Get that now. Get that now. I told my wife about this this morning, not even knowing we were going to deal with this today. This promise was a reaffirmation of the obedience dash blessing relationship. The obedience, watch me now, pay attention to this because uh, this is what I told my own wife this morning before I even knew we were going to deal with this. And this is something that people who are not saved do not understand and don't get. They may be religious but lost and they don't understand this. Most people in the world do not understand the obedience blessing relationship or connection. God blesses people when they obey Him. He does not have to. He has chosen to do so. Okay? And He uses that as an incentive, as uh, encouragement to do right, to do good. And if you learn this, I learned it the hard way many years ago, before I met my wife through God's loving chastisement which does not look like love and it does not feel like love but after a while by and by once you go through it and you submit to it as somehow I don't know how he did it he gave me the grace to submit to it and to be thanking him for it while he was doing it I I don't know where that came from but God so I learned my lesson a long time ago. He made it very clear to me. You do it my... I, I, he's, I'm glad you got saved. I appreciate you your willingness to serve me when you had cursed and swore and said you would never be a preacher and all of that. But now let me help you understand something, son. You do it my way or no way. And, if you, and you do it my way or I will not bless your life and your ministry. I will not bless you. I learned that lesson. That's one of the reasons why I'm still here with my wife who has admitted she has not been a good woman. Or she has not been a good wife. She has not been a good mother. But I'm still here with her right now. We're serving the Lord together right now even though I think she's not saved. And God led me to tell her this morning you need to understand the relationship which you have never understood of obedience to God and to the authority over you and the blessing that comes from it. 
Now, what the sweet evangelical church, which influences all of the church, except for not too much the Catholic church, but the charismatic church, the Baptist church, Methodist church, it's, it's like an umbrella organization, has taught that women and wives and mothers really are the only ones who do not have to be, uh, be a part of the obedience, blessing, uh, uh, relationship, connection. And that's a lie out of hell. That is a lie out of, out of hell, my dear friends. That's false teaching and false preaching, and that's why the family is messed up. That's why the church is messed up, and that's why the nation is messed up. We have women and wives and mothers doing whatever in the world they want to do and think that they uh, do not uh, get punished for their evil. But the husband and the children, they have to be punished for their evil. And not blessed. And I say everybody's under that relationship connection. The obedience, blessing, relationship, connection. Okay? God does not, God is no respecter of persons. God does not play with his people. He loves his people. But he does not play. And if you have a cantankerous, rebellious, and disobedient, stubborn, proud wife in the household towards God and towards her husband and towards her children, she's going, she has to suffer the consequences just as well as everybody else. And God will make sure to it. See, if I have to answer to God... And I have to obey him so that I can be perpetually blessed. I, like, I don't like interruptions in the blessings. And blessings to me are privileges that God gives you to serve him. How he blesses and anointed, he anoints your ministry. That's a blessing. I like those little things where, you know, uh, when I want to eat some meat, I can have some meat. Like today on the 4th of July. I like those. Those are small blessings. Those are big time blessings. Let me let me take that back. Just little things like that are blessings from God. Staying married for over thirty-four years is a blessing of the grace of God and His agape love. I like it. Having raised all of my children to a so-called legal adult age. And, and seeing them graduate from college and some are getting close and so forth and so on. That's a blessing from God. That's a miracle of God for me and my family. Okay? And only God could have done it. See? I like being blessed. I, I don't like pain like some of you people. I like being blessed. In my heart, my mind, my conscience, my soul, my spirit. It is a blessing of God to be able to uh, enjoy a good meal and have one glass of Cabernet wine, my sweet Baptist brethren. <laughs> Woo! And you know you have it too, but you don't tell anybody. See, you're a hypocrite, you Pharisees and Sadducees. You got everybody else not having the joy of one glass of wine with your meal while you are.
anyway, I digress. All of you people who are saved, you know uh, the power of being blessed by God when you obey Him consistently. Okay, God does God not play games with you. He knows whether or not you're being faithful and obedient. and he, He'll bless you real good. He'll bless you real good. And I, I, I told my wife that again for the thousandth, thousandth plus time. There is a connection between your obedience to God and in your case your husband too. And what you receive or don't receive. I don't believe in the philosophy of doing good things for people who don't obey. <clears throat> I had a, a daughter who, and, and uh, well, all of the children, I had to take their computers from them and their devices from them, and one did not get her heart right before she really left, so she left here without a computer. And I have no regrets. None whatsoever. I don't believe in giving people things who don't do their job and they're not obedient. Because God doesn't believe in that. Okay? The obedience blessing relationship specified in the Mosaic Law and is throughout the Bible and even uh, in our consciences. You are not helping your family member, be they a wife or a son or daughter or anybody else, brother or sister, brother or sister, by giving them stuff when they're evil as the devil. What the people were experiencing was the disobedience-curse arrangement also given in that covenant people. This covenant was a gracious provision for Israel. No other nation had such promises from God. Since the word of God is sure, God's part of the covenant arrangement would definitely be carried out. Israel Israel could attest to this because she was experiencing certain curses. And that's what's happening. Wait a minute, I'll be preaching on this in about an hour or so from now. Let me help you. That's what's happening. See, see, look, look at me. Look at me real good. That's what's happening in your personal life as a Christian. Because you think you can play with God and get away with your evil. And God is letting you know, no, you can't. Do you know God will take your life if you keep on pushing him and messing with him like that? In love. He's not mad at anybody. That's what's happening to the church right now. That's why the churches have shut down and you can't get a capacity anymore and you can't get a whole bunch of folks in the church anymore like you used to. You've had to close down buildings and sell buildings and all kind of stuff like that because God is not playing and he's stepping real hard. The wheel of God grinds slow, but it grinds show. He, you're not going to do your, do your evil in him in his sight and get away with it and you're supposed to be a child of God it doesn't work that way this this is what we're talking about right now and I can preach for a whole month on this passage this is where we're living at right now that's why we're catching hell 
right now. The, the disobedience curse relationship instead of the obedience blessing relationship. See, that's why it, it, things are the way uh, they are. And I have not said this before, and I know it's been hot before, but there's something about this heat series and this heat season, <laughs> this is a little bit different. I believe that's a part of the curse on us. I really do. We've had some heat before. I mean, you live in Texas, you're going to get that. But not, I don't think we've had it. We've had heat like this, this oppressive for so long at the same time. We would get breaks. We would get some rain. We would get some 80 degree days and mixed in with the 77 all day long. And that, what's happening right here? This is a punishment. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. This is a punishment when you don't even want to go outside. This is a punishment. Along with all of the other stuff. Wildfires. The inflation, trucks, excuse the bad English, ain't moving. We got ships out on the sea for hundreds of days with stuff they can't deliver. You can go to Dollar General stuff. You paid $11, $12, $13 for because you know we love Dollar General. Oh, it used to be family, another one too was family dollar. And they got your prices jacked up in such a way. They, and see, they, 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 they're so busy now. Because everybody's trying to go to Dollar General now. They can't even put the right prices on themselves. I, I, I'm telling you what I know. I'm not telling you what I think. The lady told me, we just don't have the time to put the prices. So, but I tell you one thing, they have the time to put the prices in that cash register. And you can believe that. Because what you thought was a dollar is two or three, four dollars. Now, all that is a, is, is a curse of God upon folk in the church, first of all. See, when we are not the salt we should be or the light we should be, you're going to hear more about this uh, in a few minutes. We have lost ourselves. Jesus said it's good for nothing and should be cast out to be trampled under the foot of men. That's what's happening right now to folk in the church. Well, the, true, the true church is going to carry on. The gates of hell should not prevail. But, but we've got a whole lot of folks saying they, they're part of the church today. But they didn't do what the church was supposed to do. And so that's why we have the mess we have today. And everybody's impacted because of our failure. Mm -hmm. Collateral damage everywhere. Uh, if you got a state today, you paid almost $21 for it. You know we're not used to that. $14 for a piece of meat. Wings, you know I love some wings. Wings, $14, $21 for some wings, man. We don't, we don't be paying that. That's a curse that God has placed upon us. Anyway, Israel could attest to this because she was experiencing surging curses in return for her disobedience to God's law about the tithe, about giving to God. And folks stopped tithing a long time ago, so no wonder we're in the mess we're in. 
The Lord then appealed to his covenant promises in challenging Israel to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so there would be adequate food for the priests. Storehouse refers to a special room or rooms in the temple for keeping tithe grain. By doing this, the people would see that God would open heaven's floodgates and pour out blessing on them. That includes low prices. See? See, now you have, as the Bible talks about, uh, putting your money in a bag full of holes. You get money, but it's gone as soon as you get it. Why? Because of the disobedience curse relationship. Huh? Huh? I can't hear you. Huh? Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. You, you're living with a bag full of holes. These blessings would include agricultural prosperity, good crops not destroyed by pests, and undamaged vines, and a good reputation among all the nations, which we don't have. In fact, I'll be preaching exactly on that. I might as well just read some of this right here tonight. These blessings simply awaited their obedience. One must be careful in applying these promises Okay, uh, we must be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. But the principles still apply. The Mosaic Covenant with its promises of material blessings to Israel for her obedience is no longer in force, uh, some people believe. I believe the principles are alive and well for everybody living today. These are eternal principles. Uh, these are universal principles. However, the New Testament speaks about generosity and giving while not requiring a tithe of believers today. The New Testament does speak of God's blessing on those who give generously to the needs of the church and especially to those who labor in the word. So these principles apply if the Jews had to tithe the 10% plus an offerings. We as Christians experiencing the grace of God through Jesus Christ ought to at least do more than that. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you so much for your holy word that speaks to our heart even today. Help us to love it, to cherish it, and to obey it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray for our sake. Amen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we quickly go to the family verses or to the family segment. Today we're in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. where God speaks to children. And by the way, children, even as they become adults, as all of my children are, ought to still have an attitude of respect and honor uh, because God will uh, not bless you if you don't have that kind of heart attitude and spirit, even as adults. 
you're on your own and you have to make your own decisions now. You don't have to do what I tell you to do. But it would be wise for you to do what I told you to do. And that's a fact from the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Because if your parents are in the Lord, they're going to tell you what the Lord wants you to know. Make no uh, mistake about that. And that should carry even throughout your life. If it's based upon the Word of God, and your parents are in the Lord, and they told you what the Lord said, you ought to obey that. And be blessed. Verse to honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. If you want to be blessed throughout your life, obey and honor your parents. Have the right kind of attitude towards your parents, even after you leave, and God will honor you and bless you. I told my daughter, Daniqua, and my daughter Danielle and my son Daniel Ezekiel, the youngest ones, the youngest three, what they did in recent weeks and months, I told them I will never forget it. What love, what wisdom, what maturity they showed, uh, even in the midst of a satanic attack. Uh, boggles my mind. I'm just amazed at how uh, mature and loving uh, and affectionate they carried themselves. And uh, I will never forget it. And I give God the glory, the praise, and the honor. Because it was nothing less than a miracle. And I want you to have those experiences with your children as well. And my older children have honored me with multiplied thousands of dollars of support and help in the ministry. And all of them have helped in the ministry down through the years. They're not perfect. Uh, and I do pray for them every day. And you need to pray for your children every day as well. In fact, let's pray for others right now and close out this service as a second service will be beginning soon. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for the salvation and healing of every family, but we pray for the salvation of those families that don't know your Savior. We pray, Lord, for the revival of those families that do. We pray that they all would make a beeline to your commandments regarding each person in each family. We pray, Lord, for the salvation of the lost, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, the comfort of the grieving in this country and around the globe. And Lord, we pray for all people who name the name of Christ. Lord, we pray that you will help us to confess our sins and repent of our sins 
in general, Lord, of not obeying your great commandment or obeying your great commission. And Holy Father God, we also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will help us all to humble ourselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways and get back to you, our first love. Help us to repent of all of our sins in our hearts and lives and walk in your Holy Spirit and not walk in the flesh. And Holy Father God, we pray for all people who are in the government ministry or the ministry of government from the president on down to the police officer. We pray for Akron, Ohio, that you will comfort the family and protect the innocent people from what could be an explosive situation. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will continue to show mercy uh, in these terrible situations. And Holy Father God, we also pray, Lord, for the peace of Jerusalem, and we pray for all other countries uh, as we pray for ours. I praise you and thank you for America, in spite of our sins and faults. Thank you for blessing me to be born here, for I was born free, and I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. And thank you for saving me here. And Lord, I do pray also, uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would bless and protect your persecuted Christian people in this country, in Nigeria, and around the globe. And grant us your grace for our trying times, and if it be your will, our dying times. And Holy Father God, we also pray for the millions who are still hurting from the coronavirus plague and the death of loved ones the sickness of loved ones, and we pray for not only the millions, but Lord, we pray for some of the people by name. We pray for the family and friends of India resident Fatin Sheikh. We pray for the family and friends of California resident George S. Rosas. We pray for the family and friends of Albanian resident Rudina Balaj. We pray for the family and friends of Oklahoma resident Butch Frederick Baxter. We pray for the family and friends of Albanian resident Kiko Lezha. And Lord, we pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. I thank you for your holy word that says, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. We pray for the thousands who have sent in prayer requests in the past, and thank you for the privilege to pray for them and their specific needs. We pray for all of them right now, including these new ones. We pray for their salvation, spiritual, family, uh, life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. We pray for Nita. Please save and comfort Dr. Zelenko's family and friends after his death. Please heal Nita's tooth, nerves, tonsils, ears, and legs, which are numb and weak. 
And Lord, we pray for Pastor Bushibi. We thank you for the new church founded in Bondini. Thank you for the successful leadership meeting in Bungoma. And thank you for the souls saved at Sister Belia's funeral. Please heal Timothy completely and provide for his family. Please heal Melanie's eyes, completely provide her with the contact lenses she needs. Pardon me, folks. And Lord, we pray for uh, Linda, we pray for Don, we pray for Israel, Brooke <coughs> and Melinda to reach out. And connect with Linda for a strong, healthy relationship. Please help Linda to have a deeper communication and fellowship with all of her friends. We also pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel, through this ministry, down through the years. We, we pray not only for these few, but we pray for the thousands who have trusted you as Savior. We pray for Surday, Peter, Richard, Samanda, John, and others and Lord help them to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be and the disciples you want them to be we pray Lord for the people who have recommitted their lives to you we pray for James Coral Nalaya Jarek and Tiffany we commit all of these souls into your hands let your will be done in their lives and in ours in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. And dear friend of mine, as you know, I'll be back in the pulpit here shortly to preach. So please stand with us as we close this service out in prayer. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for giving us a magnificent day. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us the privilege of seeing another 4th of July. And thank you, Lord, for the precious memories. And I pray now, I thank you so much for giving me the privilege to preach your holy gospel, to preach your holy word, to teach your holy word. I pray that you will prepare me and all of us and bless and grant me fresh unction and anointing to preach once again here in a few minutes. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. Lord willing, I'll be back shortly. <laughs>